0: What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright, coming at you in Sanger, California. And my co host, who is all the way in Clovis, California, it's not that far, but uh, is my co host, Cody Johnson. Cody.
1: Hey, everybody, what is going on? Thank you guys so much for joining us. We got nothing but Super Bowl recap for you guys. And I know Drew's super excited over there. His prediction came true a little bit more bummed, but super excited to be recapping the whole game, which was phenomenal, including the halftime show, which was amazing for all those that were probably a millennial or grew up in the same time frame we did. That was nostalgia. Anyways, guys, we got a good one for you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, and don't forget to follow us on social media. All the handles are linked down below. So, Without uh, further ado, let's get started. All
0: right, guys. Well, welcome back. Yes, we are doing this episode a little earlier, um, and that is because Cody uh, decided that he wanted to go on back-to-back vacations and so this is the start of them um no i'm just hating because i because i wish i was going but uh man it's what a what a weekend we had obviously the super bowl happened the halftime um of the super bowl was was really good as well um i mean a really good weekend overall man we uh we have a lot to talk about but before we get into all that cody how you doing man
1: Doing good, man. I uh, have a lot to do in a short amount of time, which I was telling you about. I'm catching a flight in the next uh, 24 hours, so uh, I got a lot to do, but super excited to uh, jump into this episode, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it turns out to be a good one. But uh, I heard you were going getting back in the gym. How are you feeling?
0: Doing good, man. Um, I did like day yesterday, and, you know, trying to obviously beef up the knee as we Uh, we've said on this podcast a few times, you know, you and I, we had, uh, torn our ACLs. So, uh, still trying to recover from that, but I did some squats, so I felt good. Uh, my legs, my quads, however, are killing me today. So, uh, you know, I haven't felt that in a while, but here we are, (laughs) but overall, man, I'm good. Um, you know, it was a, it was a good day on Sunday here in my in-laws house, uh, because, um, uh, the Rams won, and they're huge Rams fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure there were some tears that maybe I didn't see, but, man, it, it was really cool. It was it was really cool. Um, it was nice to, you know, as much as I want to see the Raiders, and it, don't get me wrong, I don't, you know, I want to see the Raiders in this game, but it was kind of nice not having a dog in the fight uh, right. per se, you know. It was just more that I got to kick back, relax, watch football, and enjoy what I was watching, and, and I absolutely did, so um you know it overall it was a good weekend and uh you know feeling good and probably well and also too um my uh my brother in law who is a senior this year at singer high school he is uh starting his baseball year uh tomorrow so oh. i'll be i'll be going to that and uh watching him so it'll be fun man uh this may be his last year i don't know if he's gonna play in college he said he wasn't but mm-hmm. um you know, you never know. So I'll, I'll keep it open, but um, this'll be fun, man. It'll, it's going to be a fun uh, baseball year and I'll probably go on here and tell you how his games are going. So it'll be exciting.
1: I'm definitely looking forward to the clips of his at bats. I, uh, I think in the middle of last season you were sending them to me and we were seeing some progress. We were talking about it a lot with Mm -hmm. uh, how he was, uh, you know, trying to drive up that count and get on base and he was really good at it. And uh, hopefully he carries that momentum. I know that uh, he's been working really hard with you over this summer. So hopefully that translates yeah. on the field.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's, he might, he might get a home run this year. He might get a home run this year. He's, he's never been a big time power hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year he's got a real good shot. So we'll see what, well, I mean, he's been saying that he's been, he's been crushing it at practice. So. Oh, okay. You know, hopefully, hopefully he can do it in the game. We'll see. Um, and um, uh, what else was I going to be? Uh, you know, I, I'm just like super excited. Like I, I wanted to live stream it, uh-huh. but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I wanted to do, you know, my announcer voice, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it. But I'll at least send you his at bat. So we, um, we can do that. But yeah,
1: And yeah. don't forget to commentate on him. So that way. It's good, good quality content. We can test, test out the chops. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> All right, Cody. Well, a huge weekend this weekend, obviously. The Super Bowl happened. Um, you know, first I will ask you this, Cody. Were there any commercials that you actually were like, oh, man, that was a really good commercial?
1: Um, honestly, I didn't really pay attention to... I mean, I saw a lot of them, but there was nothing that stuck out to me other than like marvel's uh trailers that they released for some of their uh their uh doctor strange movie and the moon Knight show that's gonna mm-hmm. come out um i know that there was a funny one that i can't think of right now but i mean i remember growing up seeing like really good buzz uh Budweiser commercials and really good uh doritos commercials and i didn't really see yeah. any of those but you know the commercials were okay i'm you know this i i feel like this super bowl the commercials were kind of Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I felt like the commercials this year were really lackluster. The only one I actually really enjoyed was uh, it was Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen.
1: Yeah, that was, and
0: that one was good. Good one. Um, The ending where he's getting married to the to the ghost. I was like, I think he took it a step further a little bit, but uh, overall, I thought it was I thought it was a good commercial. So I'll give that one props. But everything else, I was kind of like, it was kind of disappointing, unfortunately.
1: So. Yeah, every other commercial was obviously an advertisement for Peacock because obviously, in, you know, he owns it. But, yes. you know, that was pretty much the gist of what I got out of it. But, I mean, you know, it was okay. I've seen better. So,
0: Do you think they had to pay for that spot?
1: Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if they did, they got screwed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Cody. So, we'll talk about the game now. Um, Super Bowl 56, man. Uh, I felt like it was a really good game. Um, I felt like, you know, um, the Bengals and Rams, I felt like it was going back and forth the whole time, even though I did feel like the Bengals were ahead for majority of the game, but you know, there, there was a lot that was going on, but overall, man, I thought it was a good game, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into mine first. I'll let you go first, Cody, um, Super Bowl 56. I mean, what were your thoughts on it?
1: Well, my thoughts are, I thought it was a really good ending to a really good postseason. I mean, other than a couple of wild card games, even our Raiders were into it for the most part uh, against the Mm -hmm. Bengals and the Bengals had a really crazy hot run, got all the way to the super bowl, the dance and uh, you know, they fell short. You can tell that they had some inexperience in there. I felt like the refereeing towards the end got a little chippy, uh, which is kind of weird because all game, it was kind of clean football. So, you know, whatever that is for, but, um, I felt like for the most part it was a good game. Disappointed a little bit. I feel like the Bengals maybe went away a little bit from their original game plan, and you can kind of tell that they, um, you know, that they were inexperienced, if that made any sense. And kudos to Sean McVay and you know the Rams organization. They went all out this season to basically um, to you know win with signing Von Miller and. OBJ going after Matthew Stafford, who's essentially the missing piece and what Sean McVay was trying to run in his offense. But, you know, overall, I really liked the Super Bowl. I thought it was phenomenal. And I think Joe Burrow, man, he is, uh, he is a superstar and he's here and he's a phenomenal player. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of was hoping for a higher score, but all in all, man, it was, it was a really, really good game.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I, 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 for one, um, thought that um, Aaron Donald kind of deserved the MVP. I mean, I I wasn't upset that uh, Cooper Cup got the MVP. I thought he had a phenomenal game. And obviously, the last drive, he was pretty much the only guy who was doing anything um, receiver-wise, of course. I mean, Stafford Mm -hmm. had to make the throws. Um, But, you know, I, I, I felt like Aaron Donald just really, when push came to shove, came up huge. Mm -hmm. um and especially obviously the fourth and one play where he just complete like he he needed to make a play the Bengals dared him to make a play and he did I mean that was plain and simple so um overall I thought it was a really good game um you know Matthew Stafford yeah he had the two picks um but overall I thought he I thought he did well I think um he had to work with what he had because obviously Odell Beckham got hurt in the second quarter and i think that threw the rams for a huge loop i think yeah. they were uh, exactly what i was on here saying uh last week saying that Odell Beckham going to be the x factor mm-hmm. i think they thought the same thing and they were going to use him yeah. um but in in this case of with him getting injured and and we found out he he did tear his acl which is god awful mm-hmm. um you know, it really it really messed up the Rams. And then the other issue was the Rams couldn't get the run game going yeah. at all. And there were some questionable calls. Like I understand they were trying to keep the run game, but at the same time I did feel like Sean McVay tried to get it going too much. Like he would run it on a on a second and three, which makes sense, but then they would they would lose yardage. So <laughs> it was like second and five or, or I mean third and five or third mm-hmm. and six. So uh, they kept getting in situations like that. So um, it was a little questionable that he kept going for for the run. But um, in the end, you know, they they needed Matthew Stafford to uh, make some throws. He made them. Cooper Cup needed to get, you know, split the the double team, and he did. So mm-hmm. uh, overall, man, I, I thought it was a really good game. I know we can talk about the refs. Listen, I didn't have an issue with the refs. I really didn't. Um, other than the one, honestly – The only play that I had an issue with was them throwing the flag on or not throwing the flag on Jalen Ramsey. I thought that one was completely obvious. Sure. Um, You know, the Wilson one, listen, I I don't think it changed the game. I think the one against Ramsey or the one that didn't, wasn't thrown with Ramsey, that one changed the game because if they throw the flag First off, Cincinnati is brought way back. They're going to be back like 15 yards at least. Mm-hmm. And then um, they they ended up getting points. So they wouldn't have had those seven points that they ended up having. Yeah, If they throw that flag, the Bengals would have only scored three points in the whole second half. So it would have been a completely different game. Um, I felt like uh, the Bengals, when they got into the red zone, they were tired. And the, the one throw that they had, the penalty that they had in the end zone on Cooper Cup after the Wilson penalty, yeah, um, I felt like that was just them saying, we're tired. Like, they were just trying to grab at anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's completely understandable. I mean, the Rams were driving. And that's the other thing. Like with Even if they didn't throw the flag with Wilson, it was going to be a third down, third and goal. Um, and so they still would have had a couple of chances to go um, into the end zone. And even if they didn't make it, they could have kicked the field goal and tied the game. Still, so I don't think it changed the game all that much, other than it let them have another chance at at getting in the end zone. Um, and I think the Bengals were tired. I think honestly, if it was going to be a third and goal, if it was going to be a fourth and goal. Uh, I I would feel good that the Rams could get it in the end zone. So yeah, that's why I was okay with the the Wilson call, or if it if even if they didn't call it, I I didn't think it was at all egregious. But the one after it, I think they needed to throw it, especially in that type of a game at that type of uh, environment. They had to throw it, especially after they missed the Ramsey one. They had to get a makeup call somewhere. Yeah, and uh, I think they I think they did that, but. Honestly, I don't think it changed the game much other than um, if the Rams would have lost, I think maybe then it would be a bigger discussion. But, um, you know, I I think the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals got screwed. I think they just ended up getting tired. That's my Mm -hmm. honest opinion. I don't think um, the refs really helped the Rams get in the, I mean, they helped them get a few more chances, but I don't Mm -hmm. think they overall Help them win that game. I think the Rams, to me, when mm-hmm. I was seeing, I felt like they had all the momentum. In that fourth quarter, I don't remember Joe Burrow dropping back and throwing and having a clean pocket in the fourth quarter. Like The yeah. offensive line completely fell apart. So yeah. I think that is also something that is hugely missed. They're saying, oh, the, the Bengals got screwed out of the game. The Bengals didn't get screwed out of the game. The, offense, the offensive line completely broke down. And that mm-hmm. was another thing that I was on here uh, last week saying that that offensive line, they're, they're not going to be able to overcome it for a, a fourth straight game. They're yeah. just not going to be able to. And it finally showed up. Um, I mean, they almost held it together. But unfortunately, uh, Aaron Donald is a freaking beast. And mm-hmm. uh, he completely wrecked the fourth quarter for the Bengals. So yeah, well, I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, speaking of the fourth quarter, I think a moment. I was actually about to text you this um, while we were watching the game, but the moment when uh, Joe Burrow kind of scrambles out of the pocket, he he's running to the sidelines. Aaron Donald gives him a shove to get out of the to get out of the sidelines, and it was a hard shove, but it was it was clean. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And then obviously the Bengals went to rescue him, and you know there was a shoving match. I was about to text you and say, man, I really like how aggressive the offensive line is pushing around Aaron Donald to let him know, like, hey, you're not going to just bully us here and sure enough man the next play he gets sacked and you know or hits the quarterback like the following yeah. four plays it was almost like they woke up Aaron Donald and he finally you know showed up in the fourth quarter when it mattered mattered after he was you know basically to try to tough guy him and I I thought the Bengals were doing a fine job I think up until the fourth quarter I think Joe Burrow had only been sacked maybe twice the whole game and for Like following that shove, it seemed like Joe Burrow was sacked almost every other play. And he just didn't have a clean pocket. There was a clip that I saw on Twitter where Jamar Jamar Chase was basically almost in the end zone. And had Joe Burrow had at least two or three seconds to locate him and get rid of the ball, probably would have scored a game-winning touchdown. But obviously because the pocket collapsed and the offensive line just couldn't keep it together, you know, they, you know they collapsed and, and uh, Joe Burrow obviously didn't have the time to deliver the ball, but you know, I was, that was kind of like the moment that I was going to text you and then I'm glad I didn't because like I mentioned, literally the next play, Aaron yeah. Donald just ate uh, Joe Burrow's lunch, man. It was, it was crazy. And, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a more dominant performance by Donald, you know, since I've seen him play. So. You
0: know, it, it's funny that you said that. Cause I felt the opposite. I felt like after they did that, I was like, oh man, they're gonna piss off Aaron Donald. Like mm-hmm. and he hasn't been a huge game wrecker. And I was like, it was a clean play. Yeah. So I don't know why they're going at him. He never backed down from him, and I was like, why? Why are you gonna do this? Why <laughs> it, it it makes no sense to me. It's there's a few people that you don't want to piss off. First is the Hulk. You don't want to piss off the Hulk. Okay. You just you never do it. Don't do it. Yep. it's always a bad idea. Don't do it. You never piss off Batman. Batman will wreck you. Don't do it. And the third guy is Aaron Donald. Don't piss off Aaron Donald. I've seen it time and t- for years now. It seems like Aaron Donald will kind of have these games where he just is con- constantly double teamed. And, of course, you know, he's a human, so he can't always break it. And then these guys will, like, push him around like, yeah, you ain't doing anything this week or something. <laughs> and then it's like, why? Why do you do it? Why? Just exactly. shut up. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't piss him off because we've seen it time and time again he's going to come back and he's going to cream you what happens what happens when you piss off bruce banner he becomes the hulk what happens when you piss off bruce wayne he becomes batman so don't piss off aaron donald becomes he because he becomes aaron freaking donald uh, i would use a different adjective but i'm not cuz we're on a we're making this family friendly but don't piss off aaron donald plain and, and simple
1: the- and the Bengals failed that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, that, honestly, I did feel like that was a momentum shift. When he mm-hmm. made that play, because then exactly what you said, after that play, they got him in a sack. And um, I looked at my father-in-law, and my father-in-law looked at me, and we were like, this game is going go to go. They're not going to stop him now. Yeah. And they absolutely didn't after that. And that's why, to me, I felt like he should have been the MVP, because he literally changed the game um in the Super Bowl. So um but I mean kudos to Cooper Cup. I'm not trying to you know poo-poo all over Cooper Cup. I thought he was literally the only receiver who could do anything for uh for the Rams. So uh congratulations to him. But I, I do think Aaron Donald needs to be at least honorable mention or should have been like maybe co MVP or something because
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was absolutely a game wrecker um yeah. in that game. All right. Well You know, we we touched on Matthew Stafford a little bit, Cody, but Matthew Stafford, um, you know, three touchdowns, two picks. um, Wasn't great for him, but the no-look pass was just freaking sweet, man. It was so awesome. And what's really impressive, and I wanted to bring this up, was that was actually the same play that he threw a pick on. Mm -hmm. The second pick was actually that same play. But this time, what he did is – he tried to get that safety to really commit because the last time he didn't, and that's Mm -hmm. why he threw the pick. So what he did is he held the safety there, and that's why he realized that if I look off, he's going right there. Mm -hmm. And so he stared at him, and he knew exactly where he was going to throw. And what was even more impressive about that throw is it was in stride. It was not behind Cooper Cup. It was not a little bit low. It wasn't too high. It was in stride. And right where you want to put it, right at chest level, where he is running towards. It was absolutely perfect. Um, That was an impressive throw. But having said all that, Cody, Richard Sherman came out and said that he doesn't believe Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Of course, Mm -hmm. this is what we do after Super Bowl. Is this guy a Hall of Famer after winning a Super Bowl? You know, Joe Flacco, is he a Hall of Famer now? Because he he won a Super Bowl. So, Cody, Matthew Stafford, is he a Hall of Famer?
1: You know what? Unfortunately, I'm going to say he's not a Hall of Famer right now. Um, I know that he spent, you know, almost all of his career in Detroit. And some will say, well, it was wasted. And look at the stats that he put up. You know, but, you know, he he, other than, I think, three different uh, times or occasions, he led the Detroit Lions to the playoffs. Those three times prior to him going to the Rams, he lost them all. Um, I mean, at most you can say he's a really good regular season quarterback. He definitely pads the stats during garbage time and you know, he's a good player. I mean, clearly he was an upgrade from Jared Goff, but he only has one Super Bowl win, which just happened. Um, you know, there was a lot of people arguing if Eli Manning was gonna be a Hall of Famer and he has two Super Bowl wins and he was a Super Bowl MVP to boot. Um, you know, Peyton Manning went through this a lot in his career before he got the second one. You know, how how elite is Peyton Manning. I mean, he's got one championship to show for it, but he's really good in the regular season. And Stafford kind of shows that. The only thing with Stafford is he's really got no all pros to show it. He's got, I think, only a handful of Pro Bowl um, um, invitations to go with that as well. I mean, right now, like, I think we're kind of, you know, we're riding high on the wave of him winning the Super Bowl. And he did really well. I'm not trying to discredit that he – you know, did poorly in the playoffs or he just got by. I'm not saying he's, you know, like a, uh, a game manager of like a, you know, who was the quarterback that comes to mind for the Buccaneers. I think it's Brian Johnson, who was a game manager for the Bucks in uh, O2 when he won them the Super Bowl. Trent Dilford comes to mind as a game manager who just kind of does enough to get you a win. Um, I obviously don't see Stafford in that manner, but I don't think Stafford is a hall of famer yet. Now, If the Rams, let's say, repeat and win a second Super Bowl, then, yeah, I'm all for Stafford getting in the Hall of Fame. But right now, I kind of agree with with Richard Sherman. The Hall of Fame bar is kind of lowering a little bit more each generation, and we need to find a way to hold it up to a higher standard. And I get it like Dan Marino was voted in the Hall of Fame because he was a very talented quarterback, but he had no Super Bowl wins. But obviously, he was Hall of Fame talent. Now the bar just keeps getting just a little bit lower because you have now some quarterbacks that are getting in with no championships and no other accolades. They've just kind of our fan favorites. Now, you know, like now we need to make the, now we need to ask, is Tony Romo also a hall of famer? I mean, he's fan favorite. He's popular with the organization, but does that mean he deserves to be in the hall of fame? You know, same thing with Stafford. Does he deserve to be in the hall of fame just because he's won one super bowl with a stacked roster does that mean he gets in? I don't think so. Not yet, at least.
0: Um, you know, first of all, I hate this. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I hate this because this guy, Matthew Stafford, we're acting like he's done. And he's not. He's still going to play. I mean, maybe by chance he's going to say, I got my Super Bowl, I'm done. Then we can, Then I feel like we should really have this debate. But I feel like this is so unfair to him because it's just like, dude, like, let, let's, let us breathe. Okay. Let us breathe. He got a Super Bowl. He definitely paid his dues. There's no question about it. He paid his dues in Detroit. I don't think there's been another quarterback other than one that I can think of. And I'll let that, I'll let that go for now. But, um, (laughs) one other quarterback who has paid their dues, who deserves a win like this. Um, and, um, uh, listen, I'm going to say this. When I looked at Matthew Stafford in Detroit, a lot of people were saying, is he a Hall of Famer? And I said, no, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Does it suck that he was in Detroit? Absolutely. It sucks. But at the same time, there were a couple of times where he could have left. He could have left a lot sooner. He didn't have to stay with Detroit, but he liked it. He wanted to win there. I understand that. I get that. Okay. So, fast forward now, he finally gets out of Detroit. He's in Los Angeles, and he finally wins one. And we can talk about it's a stacked roster. It's, it's phenomenal. Listen, Odell Beckham was out. Tyler Higbee, his safety net, was out. Uh, they had lost uh, Robert Woods earlier this year, who was arguably one of the – was their, either their number one or number two – depending on who you asked. It, it, Cooper Cup was not the definitive number one guy when this season started. Um, then you talk about, yeah, you got Aaron Donald. That's great. Jalen Ramsey, he's been great this year, but in the Super Bowl, he wasn't at his best. And that defense lost a lot of their their linebacking core and a lot of their other top uh, cornerbacks. Now, were they still good? Of course. Uh, you, you added Von Miller in the middle of the season – and, and you had Leonard Floyd, who kind of struggled with injuries and was healthy for the Super Bowl. But majority of this team was gone. Like, his weapons were gone. And for him to make that drive the way he did with only Cooper Cup, I mean, you had Cooper Cup. You had Van Jefferson, who his mind obviously was on his wife because he was not playing well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the The backup tight end, Blanton, he got hurt. So they were on their third-string tight end, and he couldn't catch anything. Then you had, um, uh, as, uh, and I'll quote my brother-in-law with this one, uh, Dollar Tree Cooper Cup. I don't even know his name. It was number 18. <laughs> uh, and it was 100% on board with it because he kept dropping. He dropped one where it ended up being picked. Yeah. So there was so much that, that we, we can talk about. Yeah, Matthew Stafford has this has this great roster, and and he does. I'm not going to deny that. But in the Super Bowl game where he needed to make it count, he made it count with literally no one that he had worked with other than Cooper Cup, And it was quite impressive for a guy to throw two interceptions, not just one, but two, in the the Super Bowl, and he still comes back and throws a game-winning touchdown. Uh, That was super impressive. So for me, Matthew Stafford paid his dues. He still has the numbers to back it to back it up. And here's why. Is he going to be the all-time passing leader? No. Is he going to be the all-time passing touchdown leader? No. But what he could possibly do is become the all-time quarterback in fourth quarter/overtime wins. He's at 34. He is currently fifth in, uh, in a career. For fourth quarter, that's all time. That's just regular season. I'm not even including postseason. I'll give you the postseason stats if you want to. But he is. He has. Uh, he's tied with actually Johnny Unitas, who uh, was phenomenal in his is in his own right. But you have Drew Brees ahead of him, Ben Roethlisberger ahead of him, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, all those quarterbacks have retired now. Wow. Matthew Stafford still has time to come back. I will, I will put this little snippet in there just, just for you, Cody. Okay. Derek Carr, he's 10 behind Matthew Stafford. He came in five years after Matthew Stafford.
1: Yeah, So he's, I'm just yeah. saying,
0: for, so, for a quarterback who's paid his dues, Derek Carr is the next guy. Just saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. But to me, Matthew Stafford deserves. Because not only was he doing this in Los Angeles, because this is his first year. Let's see how many he had this year. This year, he had four comeback wins. Okay? Four. So that means he had 30 comeback wins just in the regular season with Detroit in his career with Detroit. With the crappy roster that he had in Detroit minus uh, a few years with Megatron, obviously. Um, But you look at the roster, the, the, how many coaches they had went through, the ownership is abysmal. They don't understand how to create a team. The organization as a whole is just constantly in turmoil. They have no idea what they're doing. And what did he do? He just found ways to win. And to be honest, I really love this comparison. If you look at Aaron Rodgers and his whole career with Green Bay, he's won one Super Bowl. With the roster, the stability of that organization, um, the um, all-time greats that he has played with, Mm -hmm. the receivers that he has had, the offensive lines that he has had in his career. If you look at Matthew Stafford, and it only took him one year after being in Detroit for however many years he had been there. What was it, 12? Mm -hmm. And now he's going to los angeles and the first year he wins the super bowl i mean if you switch aaron Rodgers and matthew stafford mm-hmm. i mean the way that stafford played i'm not sure this might be controversial but i'm not sure that stafford wouldn't have won at least two in green bay and to me mm-hmm. that that to me says He's going to be a Hall of Famer because I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is not a Hall of Famer. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's good. He's going to have the numbers. He was one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. But in a big game, he cannot get it done. And what do we always talk about in the NBA, at least, or even NFL about, well, what 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 matters? What matters? The rings, the rings, the rings, Mm -hmm. the big games. When what are you doing in the big games? Michael Jordan. LeBron James is, is uh, held to that standard. Tom Brady is, hand, mm-hmm. is on that standard. Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers should also. And to me, what Matthew Stafford did with Los Angeles in the first year, having some up and down times during the whole year, in a COVID year, it's still we're still going through COVID. To me, Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Um, and I think it really does matter that – he has all these comeback wins and majority of them are in Detroit, but he also has some in in uh, Los Angeles, the biggest one being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I felt very passionate about that. Anyway. <laughs> so let's go on to a happier thing, Cody. Um, Cooper Cup was Super Bowl fifty six MVP. Um the last drive we talk about, he had what two, three, four. I mean, it felt like every catch was Cooper Cup
1: yeah.
0: um, on that whole drive. Um, he had a phenomenal game, uh, specifically in the fourth quarter. Of course, um, like I said, I'm not mad that he won MVP. I I thought you know he was well deserving. I just thought Aaron Donald maybe a little bit more, but that's just my opinion. I'm not not hating on Cooper Cup, but after the year Cooper Cup had. And we talk about, I, I kind of touched on it earlier, uh, you know, Odell Beckham, obviously going out in the middle of the game, uh, Robert Woods being hurt in the middle of the year or beginning of the year, really. Um, and then Tyler Higby uh, towards the playoffs, he was, he got hurt. So he had to step his game up and he absolutely, absolutely did that. Um, had one of the best years this year uh, from a receiver, I know everyone wants to talk about. Well, they had an extra game. Okay, whatever. I don't care. I mean, this is how the f- how the football is going to be now. You're going to see a lot more records broken, yeah. and we're going to forget about oh that they had an extra game after a while. So, let's just scratch all that. Okay, we still talk about Tom Brady having all these records. Well, you know, back in what 1970s, they didn't have 16 games that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we could go tit for tat here. Um, but Cody, for you, where does Cooper cup rank among the wide receivers today? Um, if you want to go all time, go ahead. Mm -hmm. If you want to go just on the receiving core that is in the NFL right now, that's fine too. Um, but I mean, where would you rank Cooper
1: cup? Well, I don't think Cooper cup has enough of a resume yet to stack against hall of famers quite yet all time. I will say. He definitely had an all-time season. Um, I mean, yeah. what he did this season alone is something that Jerry Rice took an entire career to do. I mean, Cooper Cup was the Triple Crown winner for receiving. He was Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP, uh, You know, broke a bunch of receiving records. And he did all that in one season. And Jerry, it took Jerry Rice basically an entire career to do what Cooper Cup did in a season. But again, though, a lot of body of work, though. Um, Cooper Cup, I think, has only been in the league since, I want to say, 2017, I think is when he first came in. Um, and he obviously went through an injury early in his career with a torn ACL, and he's worked his way back to where now he's in the position he is. I will say, though, that Cooper Cup probably is... I think if I were to rank him, if we did like our normal top 10 receivers going into a certain season, I would say he's for sure like number two or at, or number one, or depending on who I'm casting him against. But in my opinion, he's in the top three, top two, for sure. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot more talented receivers on an athletic standpoint that I think about a little bit more, but the way that Matthew Stafford delivered the ball to Cooper cup, his connection with him really kind of, makes him a lot more attractive than even like teammates such as Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Even though I like that combination, for some reason you look at Cooper Cup and Stafford and you feel like their connection is just on another level. I mean I mean we see we've seen this highlight about a bazillion times of Stafford's no look pass to Cooper Cup in stride as if like it was a perfect ball from the time it left his hands, right where Cup was going to be and supposed to be and that connection is just super strong. I don't know if Rodgers could do the same thing with Adams because, I mean, I know Al- Adams is a super talented receiver on his own right, so I don't know if that's just they've got a lot of talent together that works well. But Cooper Cup and and Stafford's connection look, looks a little deeper for me. But, I mean, Cooper Cup, man, he's got great hands. He's got great awareness. He knows how to sit in the zones. He knows how to get open. Um, and, you know, he's one of these players that when he's utilized, he's like the number one guy. I mean, he had this end of round sweep that basically got them the first down in the fourth quarter. That, you know, because of his ability to be quick and and get past the defense, obviously that makes him as versatile. Um, now, obviously, there's other talented receivers that are there, but I don't know if I would take any of them above Cooper Cup at this moment, just because of how talented he is. And he was even doing some of this. We saw glimpses of this even when he had Jared Goff throwing him the football. I'm not trying to throw shade at Jared Goff at all, but we do agree that there is a huge difference between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford there's... won him a Super Bowl. Jared Goff did not. Yeah, you know, I was going to say there's a
0: Super Bowl that's separating. Yes, yeah, literally, <laughs> one... a Super Bowl. Both of them went in one. One came uh, victor. One came a.
1: Uh, uh
0: non-victor i guess (laughs) right
1: so in my opinion i think cooper cup ranks amongst the nfl today probably for me like top two um i mean if i had to put them side by side comparing like different receivers it'd be really tough but i would say cooper cup today is probably like like i mentioned top two in my opinion
0: um you know i think it's a recency bias is, is grabbing us Um, He I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't have a great season. Obviously, he was second in a NFL record, you know, in receiving yards out of anyone Uh, just behind Megatron with his one thousand nine hundred sixty four Cooper Cup and up with one thousand nine hundred forty seven. Yes, he had an extra he had an extra game. You know, but he didn't break it, so I'm not that upset about it. I don't really care about it. Obviously, football has kind of been more geared towards the passing game as of recently. So, of course, there's going to be more and more of of these records that are going to be broken. But, um, you know, listen, recency bias. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try and hold off a little bit. I'm not saying that. I don't think it's correct. I just, I haven't done all the research, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, as I'm sitting here, I want to say top three, but as I'm like scrolling through some receivers, I'm like, you know, we're forgetting about Michael Thomas who didn't play this year or majority of last year. So we don't know how he's going to look, but he was one of the better ones. D hop struggled with injuries this year. He's still really good. Um, Odell looked like he had a resurgence. I'm not saying he's top three, but I think he could be, uh, maybe when he comes back off of his injury, he could possibly be really good after that. I mean, we saw what happened when he went from Cleveland to LA. Mm Uh, obviously you mentioned, uh, Adams, who to me is the number one right now. Um, Justin Jefferson, he's been phenomenal last two years that he's been in the league. So there's a lot of receivers out there. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I will say at least top five receiver in the game. Um, Here's the thing. Cooper Cup is not the biggest. He's not the fastest. He doesn't have the best hands, but what he does is he's good at everything. He's not great at everything. He's not the best at everything. He's just good at everything. And it really reminds me, and I'm not saying that he's LeBron James of the of the NFL, but he reminds me of LeBron James. LeBron James is not the best shooter in the league. LeBron James is not the best passer in the league. LeBron James is not the most athletic guy in the league. But what he does is he's good at everything. Defense, offense, whatever it is, he's good at it. And that's what makes him so dominant. Is because he doesn't have a weakness. For me, Cooper Cup is the same way. He's a good route runner. He's got good hands. He's got good speed. He's got good vision. He understands where he needs to go. He understands defenses. And he's got a great. And the, the other thing is he's got a great connection with Matthew Stafford. So for me, Cooper Cup is not. You know, he's not like a Julio Jones, where Julio Jones was this tall, fast receiver. That's Mm -hmm. what he was great at. He was great. But now you're seeing, as he's starting to kind of crumble down, Julio Jones was, I don't want to say was a one-man wrecking crew, but he was kind of a, 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 you know, a one-hit wonder in, in a sense. You know, he wasn't, he didn't have the best hands, but because of his speed, because of his length, he was able to go after some of these balls that most other receivers couldn't, um, and so that's what I—that's what I'm trying to get is Cooper Cup is good at everything. He doesn't have a weakness. His weakness is he probably doesn't get used as much. You know, he changed um, the drive for the Rams. The Rams were really stalling in that drive. The end around to Cooper Cup where he just kind of misses that tackle and lunges for the first down changed the offense for the Rams. It absolutely changed it for them, and everything started getting wide open. Um, He literally single-handedly helped the Rams win this this Super Bowl um, on that drive. So for me, Cooper Cup – I, I'm again I haven't looked at all the numbers so I'm not going to try and get ahead of myself but I do think he's at least top five and I don't think that's crazy to say I'm just saying I I there's so many receivers in my head I can't mm-hmm. determine who I would rank first so I, I'm just not trying to like be Mr. uh you know optimistic on like oh what we just saw because I don't want to forget about the guys who are really good and then I'm coming on here like Oh man, I forgot about this receiver. I forgot about, you know, and I'm going to message you tomorrow on Marco Polo being, Oh, I totally forgot about this guy and this guy. And, you know, (laughs) I want to, I want to put Hunter Renfro up there because let's be honest, Hunter Renfro is probably miniature Cooper cup with better route running. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe it's a bias, but I, I don't know, but I'm just saying Cooper cup, Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I haven't seen a weakness in a few years. And what's really funny too, is I remember him being drafted by the Rams and Mm -hmm. Rams fans were nuts about him. They're like, Oh man, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And it's just a lot of the experts were like, this is a really good pick. This is a really good fit. And then Sean McVay came and, you know, just like really even helped him emerge. And I just feel like this was a match made in heaven for not only Cooper Cup, but for the Rams. So, um, you know, kudos to to Cooper Cup for doing what he did and also kudos to the Rams for for realizing what they had right away. So yeah, good for them. All right, Cody, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about the Bengals and uh, some retirement news. All right, we are back. So, Cody, the Bengals... They lose, unfortunately. Um, No one thought they would be in the Super Bowl. I mean, other than people who were trying to, on the off chance, make some big money, which I think there was a guy, he owned like a furniture store. He put some money on the Bengals to make it the Super Bowl, and he won like, I don't even remember, I think it was like half a million or something.
1: Uh Anyway,
0: um, I don't even think he thought it was. I think he was just like, hey, maybe maybe, you know, some good odds. And, you know, there's always those guys there. I know yeah. I've done that before. I've always like my, uh, my family and I, we do, we did a Super Bowl pick them. And there was a couple of them where I was like, hey, maybe it'll happen. So I'll just pick that one. And it <laughs> didn't. So, uh, but, um, you know, a lot of talk for the Bengals is, are they going to be back in the Super Bowl? Um, I know everyone's saying, will they be back in the Super Bowl next year? But I think it's a valid question of are they ever going to be back in the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow? Um, because we've seen it, it's really hard to. I mean, the Chiefs and the Bills every year since they've had like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were saying the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. the last two years, oh, the Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl. But we understand now it's very hard to do that. Yeah. There's other teams who have that same uh, mindset, so. Cody, are the Bengals going to get back to the Super Bowl? I'm going to say at least with Joe Burrow.
1: I think that they will. I don't know if it's in the immediate future in the terms of like the next few seasons. And the reason why I say that is because there's just a long history of NFL teams that have lost in the Super Bowl that don't make it back for several years. The Raiders had the worst curse, I think, of them all, where, of course, we infamously lost to the Buccaneers. And up until I think it was 2016, we hadn't been in the playoffs since then. And obviously, we were in the wild card this year, so we made another run. But, um, you know, most teams that go and lose, they don't normally go back. And sometimes not even for a while. Uh, 49ers are a good example. They lost to the Ravens. The next time we see them was against the Chiefs. Chiefs beat them, and we haven't seen the 49ers get back to the Super Bowl since. Uh, you know, plug in any other team. Tampa Bay didn't make it again, and they're the actual winners. Uh, Cincinnati, or excuse me, uh, uh, the Chiefs, they lost to Cincinnati, of course, who just went into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So if based on history, I think in the next few years we probably won't. While Joe Burrow is quarterbacking the Bengals, with as much talent as he is and with how poised he looked, in year two in the Super Bowl, I mean, he's going to be a hell of a player for the rest of his career for sure. I don't think, though, in the immediate future, we'll see the Bengals back in the playoffs or, excuse me, back in the Super Bowl because there's also really competitive teams in the AFC that are going to come out. I mean, I don't want to sound biased, but the Raiders just hired a brand new coaching staff that is top tier. Um, we haven't gone through draft or free agency yet. So we'll see how our team develops. You still have yeah. the chiefs, you have the bills, you have Tennessee, um, you know, the Ravens, even uh, depending on uh, what, you know, uh, Pittsburgh does with Mike Tomlin and yeah. maybe even getting a new quarterback. Pittsburgh might even be back there. So that's just a handful of teams in the AFC. And we haven't even talked about any of the other ones that we think may take another step forward. So I just think there's a lot of competition for the Bengals and, in the immediate future, I just don't see them back in the Super Bowl for a, for at least some time.
0: Yeah, I would say the Bengals are not going to be back at least next year, and and my reasoning is is it's not necessarily because of history; it's because of what I see with the Bengals. the The Bengals shouldn't have been here. Now they had a lot of luck go their way, as I had said last week. Um, you know, I did mention that the Rams. You have to have a little bit of luck. The the Bengals had a lot of luck this year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I feel like if the Bengals would have faced the Bills, I think it would have been a different story. I I haven't been as high on the Chiefs this year as a lot of people had. Now, did I pick the Chiefs to beat the Bengals? I did because I think overall they were a better team, but I didn't think they were that much better. Mm-hmm. And so, the Bengals. Joe Burrow was phenomenal. I think he, with Joe Burrow, they will eventually get into another Super Bowl. Having said all that, that's assuming that Joe Burrow stays in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not saying I think he'll leave, but you never know. We don't we don't know what's going I mean, I didn't think about that with Kyler Murray and now we have this whole story where um, you know, he's unhappy in Arizona right now. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes. I mean, we mm-hmm. thought he was gonna be a Green Bay Packer for Uh, eternity, and now he may end up going somewhere else. We don't know. Russell Wilson, another one. So we don't know. But what I see is this team is close. It is. You have a Joe Mixon who's, uh, to me, at least, uh, again, I I haven't seen everyone, but I would say he's close to top five, maybe top seven running backs in the NFL. Okay? he's, Mm -hmm. He's got some serious skill. Uh, this is one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. You have a, a young Jamar Chase. You have a young T Higgins. Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, he you know dropped that one pass. But CJ Uzama, I think, is a an emerging tight end. I think he he's got some really good hands, and he seemed to be the go to uh, go to guy if uh, if Chase and Higgins were kind of covered up. So, um, I, I I like the Bengals, what they have, but they're, they're going to have to fix their defense. Of course, the defense mm-hmm. needs to be, um, uh, I, I don't, I, I mean, their defense isn't bad, but I think they need, um, uh, another pass rusher like Trey Hendrickson is, is good. And, and Hubbard is, is Sam Hubbard is, uh, is a nice player, but I think adding another pass rusher would really help that or, at least um, a, another defensive tackle, and then mm-hmm. they need a couple of more guys in the secondary. I think Awucia was fine, but Eli Apple um, is not going to do it for you. Um, they do have Vernon Hargraves, who ironically wasn't in the game, but he got a penalty, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, they thought he was going to be playing, of course, and so he, him not being there does kind of hurt of them a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do feel like Um, you know, the secondary needs to be beefed up a little bit. The the, uh, uh, defensive line needs to be beefed up. But the major thing that needs to be beefed up, as I've said throughout these whole playoffs, is that offensive line. The offensive line needs to protect Joe Burrow because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Joe Burrow is not going to want to stay in Cincinnati if he's going to constantly get creamed. And he was getting creamed this playoffs. The fact that... He came up limping. I was like, dude, he's done. After all the hits that he had taken, after everything that he had to go through, um, I thought when he came up hobbling in the, on that one play, um, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, he's out. There's, there's no way he's going to come back. And I'm glad he did, but he can't take more of that. As he gets older, those hits will add up. Um, he's going to have to uh, have an offensive line who can block a little bit better. So Cincinnati... If you're listening, your first <laughs> your first draft pick, your second round draft pick, maybe even your third round draft pick should be addressed to the offensive line. The other ones you can go after defense, maybe a couple of, uh, you know, splash players. But uh, overall, I think that offensive line is a, is a must work because, yes, they were smart in getting Jamar Chase, but at the same time, you could make the argument Panay Sewell might have been the better choice uh, in the long run, for Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. that's just—I mean—that could be a debate for another day. But I do feel like Jamar Chase was—I'm not saying I hate the Jamar. Obviously, Jamar Chase was phenomenal, but you could make the case that maybe they should have went after an offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what they focus on. I'm not thinking they're that down to go after like another quarterback or something. But um <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do think they will go after it and they it's needed. I think they're gonna spend at least two or three draft picks on on offensive linemen. Yeah. All right, Cody. So Rodney Harrison dropped a bomb on us before the Super Bowl game. Um and then afterwards it's been a big talking point. Um you know, Ronnie Harrison on the broadcast Um, or pregame was saying that he had talked to Aaron Donald. He said, if he wins a super bowl, he's going to, he might retire after winning it. Um, You know, do you think this is, this has truth to it? Um, And and what do you think? What do you think Aaron Donald's going to do?
1: Well, it's a tough one. And I do think that Rodney Harrison does have a little bit of obviously credit to, you know, kind of just say whether or not he thinks Aaron Donald will considering that that's discussion that they've talked about. And, you know, would it be the craziest thing that we've ever heard or seen happen? No. I mean, there's several NFL players that I don't know about you that have shocked me that have retired so young or so soon. You know, Andrew Luck is one that comes to mind immediately. You know, I think he retired after only eight seasons in the league. And Clearly no signs of him at wanting to return to the NFL looks a lot happier. And, you know, he took a beating as a quarterback, Aaron Donald, who plays defense, arguably probably tougher on the body. Um, you know, I don't know what more he has to prove. I mean, he's got career stats that are kind of eye popping and, you know, he's clearly in conversations about being the absolute best defensive player the NFL's ever seen outside of, Lawrence Taylor and some people would probably say that you know it's still Aaron Donald above Lawrence Taylor in some respects considering how the NFL has transitioned away from defenses and made it more offensive friendly and Aaron Donald is still dominating in that uh in in this time frame of it but yeah you know I I wouldn't be surprised but I will say you know what I don't I think Aaron Donald will stick around I think that he'll want to stay to maybe go back to back with the Rams because I think that'll be the next challenge. Um, and just to prove that, you know, this season wasn't a fluke. I think that they, you know, they'll, he'll, he'll come back, but uh, you know, I maybe now we should be, you know, thinking how much longer until Aaron, Aaron Donald, excuse me, uh, retires, because if this is already in a conversation and, you know, we think that Aaron Donald is still so young, but really he was drafted in two thousand and. 14 and believe it or not he's been in the league for eight years you know and god only knows what that does on your body defensively considering he's been injury free but he trains like crazy um but i i think he'll come back and i think he'll compete for a back-to-back title with the rams but crazier things have happened though i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we get news you know on monday that you know he's calling it a career but you know we'll see
0: yeah, hey, you mentioned some some players who uh, who have left early, um, and I'll mention a few more. I mean, you brought up Andrew Luck, the most. Re- yeah, he's the most recent one. Um, you know, I would also bring up Patrick Willis for mm-hmm. the Forty ers He retired early. Uh, one of the, the guy that I always remember that I always think about because I remember watching him on Thanksgiving days because that was the only time I got to watch uh, the Lions play was Barry Sanders. Barry mm-hmm. Sanders was phenomenal he was at the top of his game and just like retired and it was like so sad because you were like you wanted to watch him on every thanksgiving you know he was he was that good and then you know megatron as well megatron is Mm -hmm. a guy who retired kind of early so uh rob gronkowski he retired for a year i mean we thought he had retired young so Mm -hmm. um and he's still talking about maybe he might retire he might come back he doesn't know yet so there are some guys out there who could retire early. Aaron Donald to me just doesn't seem like that type of guy who's going to retire early. I feel like he had a conversation with Rodney Harrison and said, you know, uh, you know, once I win a Super Bowl, I'm good, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. And he was like, you know, then I can then I can think about maybe retiring. And I think Rodney Harrison kind of took that out of context in a way of like, oh, he might retire after this after winning this I think it's more along the lines of, you know, after he gets the Super Bowl, you know, obviously he's going to take some time, but he'll probably come back and, you know, will he have the same drive? I don't know. I mean, I hope he does, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, that's going to be what he's going to have to think about is, is he as hungry to win another one as he was to win a first one? And I think if you're not, then you shouldn't be in the game if you are um you should be out so we'll see but i'm in agreement with you i feel like he's just such a competitive guy um everyone wants to be with their family of course you always want to be closer but at the same time this is what tom brady went through was he didn't want to retire because um he didn't want to be home he didn't want to be with his kids no of course he did Mm -hmm. but he still has love for the game now he has love for the game but he's not as motivated as he once was and i think aaron donald has to think about that but i think he's still very young i don't see him retiring he just doesn't seem like that kind of cat to me i mm-hmm. think he understands that there is something special with the rams and i think he understands that hey if we still have matthew Stafford. Um, we have a good shot about getting back into the Super Bowl and possibly winning another, you know, um, I don't know all the free agents that come to mind for the, for the Rams right now, but, you know, assuming they keep Jalen Ramsey there, um, I think he would still like to play with him. Um, assuming he, um, you know, you know, Matthew Stafford stays and, and, um, you know, like Cooper Cup and like an Odell Beckham. I think he would want to stay and and I think if he stays, there's a good chance they're gonna re sign Von Miller as well. Yes. As long as Von Miller takes a pay cut. Um <laughs> but uh I mean we've seen the Rams pull out money like just randomly so who knows. Uh, yeah,
1: they have a Swiss <laughs> but, bank. <account.
0: laughs> yeah. But um we'll see. Uh, I, I to me, I, I'm more of, I don't think he's going to retire. But you never know. You never know what's going through a guy's mind. You never know what's going on through a guy's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seemed so happy to win one. He didn't seem relieved. That To me, that was mm-hmm. another thing. Like when he was doing his, he just seemed so happy that he won. It wasn't like, okay, finally I can be done. It uh-huh. didn't seem like that to me. So, I mean, body language, I don't know how much that's going to tell you, you know throughout the next few weeks but to me when he was doing the post-game interviews it felt like he was he was gonna be back next year that's just my assumption i i have no idea
1: you mentioned about von miller we actually maybe should have had the conversation is von miller gonna retire because he's now got what two Super Bowls. so yeah maybe he calls it a career because you mentioned they might try to resign him but i think maybe von miller's good you know i think he He's probably one that might retire and surprise everybody rather than Aaron Donald. But you know yeah. that's, that's a conversation for another time. I think. Yeah, I,
0: I, I think Von Miller will stay because he was, I think he led the league in sacks, um, from the week that he started with the Rams. Mm-hmm. The rest of the year, he led the league in sacks so he had a resurgence he has an added dimension with with um uh Aaron Donald so um you know uh, to me i think von miller will stay as well but that is a guy who i could see if he said i'm done it wouldn't be surprising for me aaron donald if he says he's done mm-hmm. it would be a little more surprising may not be like a shocker but it would still be like whoa he can yeah. still play so yeah all right, Cody. Well, I think that's it, man. We have exhausted the Super Bowl. We are we are done. You have to go pack mm-hmm. because you are a procrastinator and you are waiting till the last second, which is exactly what I would do. So uh, I'm not judging you. I'm just simply making an observation um, but um, you know go check us out on all the social media websites guys we are on uh, Facebook we are on Twitter we are on Instagram uh, we're also on YouTube it's all Drew Code Sports Talk so go check us out uh, you can see the links on the very bottom of the of right here and it'll be on the uh, on the show description as well so you can check all that out um and hey, we any posts that we have, we want to hear from. We want to we want to um, argue with you. We want to agree with you. We just want to hear what you have to say. So please uh, let us know what you feel like. Go check out all the major podcast site, which is what we are on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and Google. So go just go check us out and rate and review and subscribe Uh, if you're leaving a one star review please let us know what you do not like what we're doing so we can maybe fix that and make it a little more uh, towards what you want Um, and if it's a five star please let us know what we're doing right so we can continue to do what we do Um, and then go check out our partner at fnxfitness.com as I mentioned I've been back in the gym so I've been taking my protein shake and they have probably some of the best flavors i've i haven't tried the mint one yet but i'm starting to think i might try it um before i go back to peanut butter cup but i'm just like i don't know i love the peanut butter cup protein shake so much that i'm not sure i want to veer off but uh the mint one it is starting to kind of entice me a little bit so i might try it but uh they also have great workout gear as well which i've been wanting to get and i just have I've procrastinated. I I haven't gotten it. So, (laughs) but if you're not like me, if you're more of a guy who wants to get stuff right away, um, go get it because they do sell out fast. And um, you can actually get fifteen percent off by using our promo code, which is Drew Code Fifteen. It'll be in the description, um, as you can see it right here. Oh, my hand is like way out. Sorry. (laughs) As you can see right here, right there. There we go, Andrew. It's hard. Um, but also, um, you can see it in the, in the description below in our, um, in our uh, in our videos and, and podcasts and all that so go check it out you can also add it to if they're ha- like this Valentine's Day they had like a 30 40 50% off you can actually add the additional 15% off to your purchase so it's even better so you can get if you had a 50% off item you can make that 65% off and trust me it's worth it go do it they're awesome they're great partners go check them out um, and Cody will finish this episode by saying everything else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, guys, we want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like what Drew mentioned, the link to the uh, fnxfitness.com is in the bio, is in our description of any of the show notes, wherever you're watching this. So click on that, use Drew code 15. Like you mentioned, you get 15% off all of our social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's all in the description. You can also find that in our link tree, which is in our bio as well. Click on that and it leads you to everything you need to know. If you guys want up-to-date episodes or content, follow us on uh, YouTube by subscribing, subscribe to us on the podcast channel. We'd love to make sure that you guys get uh, adequate content often as possible. So we appreciate you guys so much for hanging in there with us. Thank you guys so much for continuing to join us on this journey, considering, you know, like what Drew had mentioned a couple episodes ago, we started this in my garage and now it's turned into this. So pretty cool to see the progression. So uh, please share this video with others so that way they can also jump on the Drew. Uh, sports talk train and with that being said you guys we'll see you guys next week don't forget to uh, wear your mask wash your hands be kind to one another get vaccinated if if you're eligible or get boosted highly recommend it drew and his family just went through it they'll tell you it's probably something that they needed for sure because they um they basically survived it so they're they're now they're now walking superhumans. everybody so yeah exactly (laughs) all right you guys thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you guys next week
0: remember don't piss off the hulk don't piss off Batman don't piss off Aaron dog
1: Batman needs therapy oh my okay. God I think you said that
0: when you can say no